0: Uh, Hi everybody, welcome. Uh, Welcome to you watching on Twitch and also welcome to you if you're listening to this on our podcast by the time you will be. It'll be Friday and uh, we hope you're getting set for an amazing weekend of gaming. It's Pete here and as you can see... I'm joined by somebody much more handsome than the usual damn Internet. This is Tim Roos from Zero Latency, and they have some amazing news. They've uh, been kind enough to join us tonight. Tim has um, take time out of a, a busy evening with the family to get stuck into some of the exciting things happening for you if you are in Sydney as we speak, as well as the rest of Zero Latency around the country. But Tim, welcome to the Goal Weekly Show, mate. Thanks for your time. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Mate, uh, for people who don't know of zero latency, spill. And I'm sorry about my daughter in the background there. Uh, I did say just before we jumped on the air that we'd probably have about <laughs> 20 minutes of leeway. Uh, what I meant, early. What it's I early. meant was 20 seconds. So, um, yeah, that's, that's gotten started nice and early. But, uh, mate, tell us about zero
1: latency. Yeah, so Xero Latency is a, a free roam virtual reality experience. So we set up a centre down in Mascot in Sydney. And what it allows you to do is come um, with some buddies, ideally up to eight players, and come and experience, um, essentially trying to experience virtual reality like it's real, real life. So there's no wires. He's um, putting a backpack and a headset, grab a controller, and then you and your friends just go nuts. It's, it's um, pretty shooter heavy, to be honest. If you're a shooter person, was uh, definitely for you. And what we've managed to do really, really well is open up a much larger space. One thing about VR that's always sort of frustrated people is when you've got a tether or even with a a quest in your home, there's not a lot of room to move around. And what we're giving people is 200 square metres of unencumbered space. So, yeah, it's about half a basketball court. We reuse that space. You can walk up to sort of almost a kilometre in some of the games. Um, Yeah, and away you go. Mate,
0: 200 square metres, almost half a basketball court. So... I've, I've done a uh, – there's a couple of venues here that myself and Dan have gone and tried, and, and they're tethered ones. We've never had yep. the, the opportunity to actually experience a full get-out-there-and-roam-around-with-just-your-backpack-untethered VR experience. And to me, it sounds like you're getting as close as you possibly can to the real thing to be able to run – 200 square meters, if you have to, while you're running around. Just have that freedom and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Can you can you
1: explain a little bit to us about the technology, how you guys make that happen? Yeah, so, so we've gone through a couple of iterations. Initially, it was all optical tracking, so cameras tracking you in the space. Um, we've flipped that around to slam tracking, which is inside-out tracking. So it works the same as... Um, it's based on a Windows Mixed Reality stack. So each player has um, a headset with sensors. It maps them in the space... And then everybody's essentially talking to a central server, like a standard online game. Um, and then you're, you're moving around the space. So essentially it turns you into a keyboard a mouse or a controller is a general concept. Um, yeah. And, and then really, and then moving around, we do some clever stuff. We use lifts, we scale some movement, do some sort of redirected walking to make you really lose space of where feeling of where you are in space. And I think that's part of that immersive experience is it really remaps your brain. And it's different to sitting at a desk or with a controller because you're you come with your friends, you pull on your headset, and they essentially transform into an avatar, but they're there. You can talk to them over the headsets. Then you have this crazy experience. They go for half an hour, so it's a really long, immersive experience. Like There's very few VR experiences that go that long. They're all um, sort of paced, so there's a bit of a ramp to them, Um And they're good good fun for someone that's an experienced game. There's enough challenge in there. Um, So one of the uh, latest games, Undead Arena, you can play it pretty tactically with traps. There's different platforms, different ways to... It's essentially an arena where... So it's set in the 80s, but in the sort of alternative past where the apocalypse has happened and now the only way to sort of attain glory is to fight these zombies in this post-apocalyptic arena. So there's, there's traps you can trigger. You've got to work as a team. So there's strategy, or if you're not that great at games you can just pick up a controller and just have a crack um cycle through the weapons and have fun and the the other cool thing is we find that people who haven't played a lot of games still enjoy it because you don't need to be able to know controllers or have a keyboard and mouse and all that sort of stuff you can just pick up a controller and interact with it like you would real life
0: yeah um forgive me if i look like i'm turning my head uh slightly away (laughs) from the camera mate it's only (laughs) because i've got oh hello my daughter's come to say hi Co-host. She heard heard about VR, mate, and she's all in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But (laughs) it's it's only because um, I've got... Zero Latency VR.com, which is the here. Can you take this? Take this. Now, mate, the yeah, it's only because I'm diving in zero VRcom as we speak, um yeah. you know, to have a good look and actually bring it up on Twitch as we speak. So if you're watching this on Twitch, uh, if you're audio wise, we're obviously gonna do a very good job of explaining uh, everything to you. Otherwise, please go to the website zero and I'm looking at Undead Arena. This looks fantastic. I love the the, the the VR zombie game show experience like can you can yeah. you open can you elaborate on that a little bit more? What do you mean by game show experience?
1: So so we've, we that game is actually a combination of working through like tens of thousands of customer surveys. It's I think our seventh game that we've released. Um, and what we found that people really like is they wanted to come have something exciting with their friends, but also have a bit of an overlay of, of competition because it's fun to come and shoot stuff. It's cooperative, but everyone likes to know who won at the end of the day. So, um, the creative director Nathan at the time put together this cool concept where let's take, let's do something a little more, um, I guess a little, a little out of the box. Like we have done some like more real world, like modern warfare style shooters. And we thought, let's take something really stylized, put it in the eighties, lots of cathode ray TVs, um, You've got cool, like, fake 80s ads over the top. Um, and the, the idea is that you're essentially in a central spot. There's gates all around the space. There's a commentator. And wave after wave of zombies are coming through. There's traps and barrels to give you a bit of, like, flexibility in how you, you go about clearing it out. But ultimately, it, um, it's one of those games that after sort of wave two or three, it really ramps up. So you get a little bit of time to, to get your bearings and get everyone sorted out, and then it, it's on. And it's a, it's a, it's a very intense 15-minute um, round inside yeah, that mate,
0: game. you've spoken you've, oh goodness me mate you have you have stumbled upon the most wholesome podcast you'll ever stumble upon yeah. in your life like i, I get, and now our, our viewers there's 290 people watching this right now and i guarantee you every one of them have seen this before so yeah, yeah. um yeah mate it's uh welcome to the family that's all i can say absolutely
1: was... um and every, it's 2020 is just windows into people's houses. That's pretty much how the whole year's been for everybody. 100%. <laughs> um,
0: Undead Arena sounds awesome. I, I'm born 85, but I'm a mad 80s fanatic, so I, I love the aesthetic of this. It, it looks so incredible. That You mentioned the other one that you, know, you dive into your much more standard FPS-style uh, shooters and stuff like that. Far Cry VR. Obviously, yeah. Far Cry is a huge name for gamers around the world. No matter where you are, whether you're living under a rock or underwater, whatever, you've played <laughs> Far Cry at yeah, some yeah. point. Can you take us through Far Cry VR? Yeah,
1: so that's that's a game that we're um, we're putting the finishing touches on at the moment. We've actually got um, some uh, real-world testing uh, happening in Melbourne uh, on Monday and Tuesday. So It's the first time we're putting the public through the alpha of that game. And what we tried to do there is it's it's... Taking Far Cry 3, um, taking some of the classic sort of moments from that, but t- taking that to the next level in a cooperative free roam game, which is something that's never been done with a AAA game like that. Um, we're really lucky to work with Ubisoft. We've spent for a couple of years off and on sort of working with those guys, talking about different concepts and an interesting culmination of an opportunity that they saw with Far Cry, with the you know, the new one coming out, plus the technologies at that level now with our next-gen hardware, which is been rolled out in sydney they are like look we think we're ready to bring something onto the platform so working with them we've built a game from the ground up uh, in unreal taking you through the world of far cries you've never seen it before um you get face to face with Vaz at the start which is awesome you know you're very very um i won't get too much away but it's pretty intense and and taking it like it's something about being um in vr and also like it's very intense as it is you can't yeah. look at, you know it's hard to get it's hard to get away so it's a it's a real roller coaster ride. Right? I'm a massive fan of the Far Cry um like franchise. Like I think they've done some really interesting stuff with those games. You know, it's and it's taking as much as we can from that game and cramming cram it into 30 minutes. There's, you know, there's a homage to the whole, you know, trippy hallucination sort of bit that's just the mainstay of Far Cry, which is cool and it's really great to see like a mainstream company like Ubisoft sort of take stuff in that direction still cuz it's pretty edgy. Um so there's stuff like that in there and it's a real it has it just has that real phonetic, like frantic pace that Far Cry has. Like the firefights are intense, um, and it's a real sort of action an action hero vibe. We're, I, I can't, we're sort of we're under NDA to a point with it, so I can't say too much. But um, it's really good fun. I've been playing it um, quite a lot over the last few months as the builds come in, and it's just getting better and better and better. And it's good to see a combination of a really fun, like a fun franchise and and a sort of iconic game brought into a new medium. And um, in terms of like graphical quality and gameplay it's just at that next level which is what you'd expect from someone like ubisoft so and obviously
0: immersed in a title like Far Cry. You know, yeah. there's gonna be so many fans who just wanna get inside the actual environment. That's that's yeah, incredible. Yeah. that's that's what's so good. That's that's the beauty about being able to cross these boundaries that VR actually presents to you, which is what is so enthralling about it. Now you did mention moments ago about Sydney, new hardware and tech. Uh, this is the latest center to open for zero latency VR, which is fantastic. Here you are, you've come to Sydney, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, you've got so many around the place. You got what? One in just about every capital city now, except Adelaide, right? Is there is there anything coming
1: for Adelaide on the horizon? Oh, we've got we got a few we've got a few irons in the fire in Adelaide, um, but nothing nothing confirmed yet. Now They're popping up popping up the like mushrooms. Now,
0: um, how do you not spend your entire life in there?
1: And, I, and, <laughs> and that's
0: and that's being presumptive because like I maybe I do. <laughs> I'm in there I, like, right now. Like if you you know if you're working at JB Hi-Fi, how are you not spending all of your money on games? If you're working at a clothing store, how are you not spending all of your money on the latest stuff to come in? Like how how are you tearing
1: yourself away from that place? I'd be in there every day of the week. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty busy. Like that's one of the issues. Um, I do try to get there as much as possible though, and I think what's um what's what I would really enjoy is. Like, you get a bit used to it. Like, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of chefs don't cook at home. They do mm. it all at work. Yeah. So, like, I play a lot of games at home, spend a lot of time um, thinking about games, coming up with concepts, and, you know, we're building them at work. Um, but what I think is the best bit about it, because when you play with people who've played it a lot, it's still fun, but it's not the same. Because you know all the tricks, you know all the hacks, you know how to get around it. There's bits that, um, like in Undead Arena, there's things you can do if you just ride the safety parameters where you can really easily dominate it and once you know those tricks it's hard not to do it um what i really enjoy is getting in there um with people that haven't seen it before and i think there's something that really satisfying about um which we'll be doing again on monday and tuesday getting down for those playtests in melbourne of like just putting people in this experience and they don't know what to expect they don't get a huge amount of like briefing it's like right this is what how it works you know here's how you shoot get in there um and especially putting people that aren't hardcore gamers or even if they are putting them in something like this for the first time um I would say that is the highlight more than playing it myself. I do enjoy playing it, and um, I played a lot of Undead Arena um, to a point where sometimes you, you know you've been in there for an hour or more, and it is pretty disassociating when you, you take it off <laughs> and
0: you're, you're
1: back in the warehouse and you're like, "Oh, was I yelling? Probably." <laughs> probably <laughs> that's half the fun though is not it everybody oh, man, else is with you yeah absolutely settle settle all, all, all office disputes are settled in the battle dome you know yep. that's how we that's how we do it
0: unreal and now um mate, the oh geez i'm just thinking the christmas parties you guys must throw must be incredible yeah we try
1: we try not interestingly enough most of most of the most because we spend quite a lot of time living in the virtual world we try to keep most of our social interactions um outside like in in irl where we can um yeah but, yeah, we've got we had run a few tournaments at work as well, which is exciting. Um, how far down the path, like I said, we'll get to Sydney in just a tick, but how
0: far down the path in terms of VR technology are we? You know, like, are we? um, This is a conversation I was actually having Mm -hmm. with a mate of mine. I was telling him that you know we were going to have you on the show, um, and he was like, "Oh man, I just watched Ready Player One for the sixteenth time um, the other day." And obviously, you know, that's a movie that is so incredibly immersive, but it's a dystopian future where you know people live their best life inside these virtual reality places. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you see VR technology
1: anytime soon catching up to those to those sort of opportunities? Yeah, look I think I think I think it is there's a few things that need to happen. Like the one of the biggest issues with um with like why is there a pain in the backside? Like they they it's very hard to play games when you can't you know, three sixty and you get tangled up. So I think when they and they're already starting to go, we, we got rid of them five years ago. Now Facebook with the quest is is got rid of that and it's a pretty compelling package. So you kinda of got that sorted. Um I, I think I think the the next sort of two to three years will be really exciting, like as things get more optimized. Like battery life is also something if you're going to spend that much time in there. Like and that ease of use. But I feel that in the last man, bro, in the last two years, it's just been this massive jump. Like for us as people consuming that technology and bolting it together to build a out-of-home concept. But even if you're at home, the power you can get and the cost you can get it at is is really compelling now. And you're starting to see that more and more and it's really cool to see um, so let's about the technology I think so the technology is almost there like the idea of having haptic suits will you need that will you not like it's really it will be really interesting and I think you look at you look at people who've spent like massive sums of money trying to make like oh let's get something that's really popular on the console and put it in VR and then there's all these issues and nausea and how do you make it work mm. like initially VR games like oh let's just get the controller oh man everyone's ill everyone's ill it's not working <laughs> whereas, whereas, whereas then you take someone like the I mean, obviously, they're all wildly wealthy now with Beat Saber, but the the guys and girls that made that game, and they're like, "Oh, let's build something like from the ground up that's VR." Like, obviously, yeah. taking stuff from Guitar Hero and those rhythm games, but I think that's where the innovation is going to happen. When people, you get more headsets in more people's hands, more innovators can start trying stuff, and it's not like, "Oh, we're a big." Gaming company, let's get what we already do and like force it into VR. You've got people with a fresh mind going, I wonder if people just like to like cut boxes in half to music. That seems like fun. And it's, and, um, <laughs> and it's exactly what's happened, is yeah. not it? And it's exactly what's happened. We uh, so, is I mean, that, huge. Yeah. It's huge. I, I mean, there's something I was reading a thing the other day that it's like 300 million bucks worth of VR titles because it's all, you know, it's all it's all hidden away, but this guy put it together. It's about three hundred million bucks worth of VR has been sold across the platforms, wow. and it, and o- over sixty of it is Beat Saber. Yeah, okay. and then and then the rest of it is pretty much made up of three or four games. So it's interesting to sort of see these Kingmaker games coming out, but it's good because people buy those headsets. Like I've got a friend; she's, she's not a gamer, but she's buying a Quest because she loves Beat Saber. Yeah, and that's that. It's those gateway drugs, you know, that get that gateway content more like it, that get them into people's hands, and the more you have. The more you've got people going, oh, there's now a platform of 10 million quests, not a million. And yep. that's where you're going to start seeing that investment roll in, which I think is really exciting. Because that's and then the more investment of content, the more people buy hardware, the more impetus there is for people to keep making that hardware, which I think is really exciting. But I think the biggest, the biggest risk, though, you know, it's not a popular statement, but I'll make it anyway. I think is that um we've learned the hard way in a lot of technology about walled gardens. And I think Facebook is, you know, increasingly driving the quest down this highly integrated into Facebook pathway, which is, you know, it, I find that's, that, that's dystopian to me, you know, like I, I like Facebook. We use their platform, but you kind of want to keep these things open for as long as possible to increase innovation. The more gates you put in the way for people to come and want to build on your platform, you can kind of smother it. Cause ultimately what you need is an ecosystem of creators building amazing content and publishing it. I mean, that's look, you look at something like steam. That's why that's so successful. Yeah. Because you can, you know, it's, there's, just Still complex, and there's barriers to entry on that platform, but it's a very different, a very different world, you know. Well, you look so at,
0: um, you look at, for example, I know this is a slight tangent to the industry, but you look at um, the app store, for example, and when Apple first launched the app store and the half a dozen apps that came with it, and then they released mm-hmm. their creator tools mm-hmm. and made it so easy for anybody to start developing an app, uh, and yeah, yeah. then that's like you say, that's when you started to see the explosions, you know, and and again, yeah. another tangent. Um, streaming, like, like you know, here yeah. we are just a few years down the track um, and just about anybody with a half-decent internet connection can get access to the technology to build their own streaming kit and we're seeing all sorts, and um, sure, the market's saturated, but with saturation also comes the innovation along yeah. with it, the people that are striving for those new ideas, those unique ideas and pushing the boundaries. It's so good to see.
1: Yeah, and also I think the, um, there's things that... Like when you when you democratize a platform, like the internet's done, there's like everything is content now. Like you know, that's the interesting thing is like there's almost nothing that isn't content. Um, that, I think that's really interesting as well. Like there's 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 there is nothing is niche anymore. There is a market for everything. It doesn't matter what you're into. You know, you want to dress up as a rabbit. Like I was watching thing the other night with do playing with magnets, and I got to say it was pretty relaxing. But the guy's getting like 24 million views on his videos playing with freaking magnets, man. Like. But there's not going to be another Magnet guy. Like, he's done that. Like, you know, there's not going yeah. to be another PewDiePie when he did that. It was really, like, weird. And avant-garde, And he just did it, and then all of a sudden he's a superstar. It's um, it's really interesting to see what's... I, I, I think the big challenge is what's, you know, going off tangent a bit, but what's, what's next for that stuff? Like, what is the next, you know, big, big content piece? I was watching a guy the other night. I play a lot of Tony Hawk, and his whole thing is he gets 160 million combos. You know, which is probably the first time I've ever watched i've ever watched like I, I like to play games but i'm not i'm not i don't watch a lot of people playing them um it's the first time i sat back and went far out man i play that game and like my biggest combo is like 180,000. like how the are you getting 161 million? <laughs> oh man that's I like, insane i, know, I understand <laughs> i understand watching games now because i'm like you know it's like i don't it's like oh no because i understand how hard that is and i can't do it and now i'm really that's that's impressive <laughs> i want to i want to learn cheat codes on or off Ah, uh, i Man, I was watching I was watching one of his videos back and it has to be on a PC with cheat codes cuz the balance meter doesn't the balance meter doesn't look legit. Oh, but, or maybe he's just uh, man there's some of those super freaks like um who was I watching on PUBG? It might have been was it shroud? Just a freak man, like just I, it's like there's the guy is such a freak that there's surely he's either cheating or he's like some super freak. I just it's so I don't know. It's it's hard to, I I don't know if you are ever going to know, man. I don't, I don't know if we're... Super freak, super yeah. freak, super freaky's man. But
0: uh, like I've, I've, the, th- the thing is, like these guys, like this is their career, isn't it? Like this is this is what they do for a,
1: for a career. Yeah. Now, by the way, this is my other daughter, Mila, <laughs> the naughty one. Um, Mila. A Mila,
0: Mila, do you? How old's your mm. Mila?
1: Uh, she's she's a she's a miller, but
0: she's um uh, she's nine, nine. Okay. Well, this one's yeah, four yeah. and a half. Do they get better or what? <laughs> They just
1: get different. They just keep evolving, man. They keep evolving. Awesome.
0: When Um, you get a strategy that works, they change. That's the problem. Well, the (laughs) thing, the thing that we're seeing is that, you know, the, the industry that that's being created around us, we've got people who are career gamers now, you know, like, and, and the thing that I'm very excited about VR is to actually watch the career
1: VR gamers Mm -hmm. appear and what
2: they're going to do with this.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, I think we're going to see more of that as well. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty upbeat about it. It's, see like we see a little bit behind the curtain of um like larger tech companies um and and all i'll say about that is the game that they're playing is really long like you know it's not like sometimes products are released they do well sometimes they don't do as well as they thought but like the actual kind of plan for mixed reality and ar xr vr the whole thing is it's a long game for for these companies like they you know they've got the time and the money to to be to be putting things in a market, testing, learning. Um, and batteries are going to get better. You know screens are going to get cheaper. Things are going to be higher performance. It's going to be it's going to be really really interesting. I mean the, the advent. I mean, slam tracking for example is not new. That's not the inside out tracking is not a new thing. But now it's you know it's cheaper. It's more reliable. Like it's really really interesting to see those things. And as those keystones start to drop into place. It's really interesting. I don't see it. I like it would be really interesting to be able to like put on a VR headset and do what we do, but do it in a much larger space. And you know, you can overlay that. So you're at a basketball court. I'm at a basketball court. We can be linking together over five G. And that's not a fantasy. That's that's achievable. Like in a twelve to eighteen month time frame, potentially, if a few things align. Like it's really interesting. I think that democratization. Like it's um yeah, it feels like we're on the cusp of something. And then I think I was reading something. It's all like leaks. I think leak and leak is the new press release. Like no one does press releases, everyone does leaks. Oh it's right, leak. okay. It's leaks. Awesome yeah, leak. okay. It's a leak. Yeah. Well, yep. it's a leak. Yeah, no one reads a press release, <laughs> everyone reads a leak. But um talking about um, Apple's, you know, new AR slash VR headset, whatever it is, you know, could be out as early as next year. That would be really interesting to see what they what they do with it, you know. There's yeah. often a often a little later to the game, but they are that they are um, they're perfectionists. Well, It'd be you, very, very interesting to see how that goes. You know.
0: Well, you guys are the ones that like you know no, zero no. latency in particular. Sorry. Dad, yes, I, honey.
1: I I want pink
0: and Okay. well, you go go find yeah. it with Izzy? No. Can you say Can you see? I'm talking to someone at the moment. No. Thanks,
1: mate. Sorry about that. That's alright, man. That's alright.
0: Um. Now, uh, the the thing that I was going to say is that you guys are actually. <laughs> in you guys are at the forefront of that because you guys are the ones where you know like we've had the we've had the tethered VR happening yep. and then you guys are the next level to that you guys are the ones that have gone we're going to take people off tethers we're going to give them 200 square meters and we're going yep. to expand the possibilities i reckon i reckon you guys are at the precipice of competitive VR
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean the, the big the the biggest barrier, like we have a compelling piece of content. There's other ideas out there is it's how do you get people to um be able to train and play it regularly. And I think that's gonna that's 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 the that's the um that's kind of that point, I think. Because you look at there's been people trying to start VR um esports leagues, but you look at a lot of sport like games that became popular, it's because they became popular because people were just playing them all the time, you know, and that's where you get your peak sportsman. But there's definitely... It's an interesting mix of human, like, physicality and digital, and I think that's a really interesting thing to do. Like, you get to... You know, you do have to move around physically, but, like, our game Soul Raiders, which is a player-versus-player player game, um, it, la- it does a few digital tricks and stuff as well. So it's not just running around a, a big empty space. You get to put cover in, different movement mechanics. Um, all that stuff's really interesting, Absolutely. I think I think, and we look. We we already see that we see people coming back to want to play competitive games. Um, pe- people get a bit salty when they lose. I'm not going to lie. Like you know, when they when they, um, it's it's interesting to sort of see that as well. It's a very different type of um, of vibe when people come. Um, in fact, we've seen some corporate like people coming to play as a group. Want like you know, do play versus player, and increasingly, like oh, you might want to play the co-op games because you never know how people are going to react when they lose. You know what I mean? It's 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 pretty, um, you know. It's it's good. It's good bonding if you're on the winning team. It's not so good bonding if you're on the team that got inviscerated.
0: Well, corporate um, people are very competitive people by nature. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. You know, like that. People talk about um, crossing that white line on the field. Like it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. when you put that suit on in the morning and you step into that office. Like they, yeah, yeah, yeah especially exactly. high level executives and stuff. Incredibly yeah, yeah. competitive people. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The thing that I'd, I'd let's get to Sydney. Um yeah. so we've if we go around the locations that you guys do have available, you're in Brisbane, you're in the Gold Coast, Melbourne, Perth over here, which is fantastic for us uh, yep. Western Australians, Southeast yep. Melbourne as well. You're lucky buggers in Victoria, you get a couple. Um yep. and uh yeah, opening up two nineteen O'Reilly Street mascot in yeah, Sydney. Yeah. Talk to us about this. It's the new venue, it's the yep. new technology, what are we looking at? What are we stepping into it? And by the way, just quickly, um, a, a big thank you to you guys for extending an invitation uh, to one of our uh, streamers, Menfonzo. Yeah, um, awesome. He's coming out there to have a good look, and he's very Beautiful. bloody excited about it, mate. But talk to us about
1: it. Yeah, so look, we, we've that's a brand spanking new venue. Um, it opens the public yesterday. Um, it's right down there, just out near the airport. Look, it's 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 what we do best, which is um which is roll out great VR experiences. It's like literally the paint's still drying. It's our latest and greatest technology. Um, it's got our best games that we have to offer there. Um, I, I just if you if you're interested in VR or you just want to try something new that you've never done before with your buddies, um, come on down. It's really I know this is very much a gamer orientated channel, but I think um you just it's it's hard to it's hard to put into words what it's like to be able to walk around in a video game. It's it is. You know, I would say that as the guy that built it or one of the guys that built it, but it's true. There's something really different that you can't get at home over that space and that feeling of walking, you know, firing, traveling through these large worlds um, and physically walking through them. It does something really profound to, you, to your mind. And we see that with people that come in. I'll give you an example. Um, if people who aren't a big fan of heights, there's a couple of our games that have bridges in them, like brickety bridges. Wow. And we've had... And we put them in at about like eight minutes to 10 minutes when you're kind of used to it, you're getting comfortable. And I, I think it, I'm not a psychologist, but it almost feels like you start to go into a state where, like, you know, it's not real, but you kind of also are pretty immersed in it. Like, yeah. you're really in there and they're coming at you. And then they get to these bridges. And we have had multiple people just can't do it. And, they, and afterwards, they're like, man, I knew it wasn't real. Like, my mind knew it wasn't real, but it felt so real that I just couldn't walk out over that bridge yeah. and you've got to go out and help them. So i leave that as there. It's like, it's, you've just got to see it. Cause it's, you know, when you, especially if you come with your friends and you're hyped and you've got people to talk to, so you can be, you know, calling out where they're coming from and working together. It's a really fun experience. It's the closest you can get, I think, to, a um, you know, being inside a video game and experiencing some of these really intense things without, you know, getting injured.
0: Unreal. Well, mate, this is very exciting. Um, now, Zero Latency Sydney is open now. Right uh, now. Yep. Um, and you can get all of the details that you need to know on the website, as well as the rest of you that have been listening to this or watching this on Twitch from around various locations around the country. Um, but all the information is very handy. ZeroLatencyVR.com. Roosie, if I can call you Roosie. Um, oh, everyone does. Everyone does. Amazing. Mate, thank you very much for joining us. Um, and... Sincerely, thank you for your patience, uh, particularly with my two little girls tonight. Oh man, that's, that's right. Uh, it is twenty twenty. It's the world we're living in at the moment. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. But mate, I, I we've spent a lot of time talking about you know um, VR and stuff at, at, a, at a very top level. I really, I'm looking forward to get you back on the show um, where we can really deep dive VR and technology and what's happening awesome. in the space and all that sort of stuff, mate. Because you've I'd been a wonderful that. chat. So thank you very much.
1: Mostly a pleasure, mate. Take care. See you soon. Cheers, mate. Catch you later.
0: Beautiful. How good was that? Roosie, what a legend. Um, That's Tim Roos from Zero Latency VR. And now we're just going to wait until the rest of the crew get themselves back in here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm a father of two little girls, and um, they just always decide that Podcast night is the perfect time to come and just hang out and decide, you know what, I am going to be here. Now, why are you upset?
2: Because it is not sharing
3: and he's not putting green music on.
0: Right, okay. Well, here's what you're going to have to do, sweetheart. You're just going to have to suck it up for a little bit and then Daddy's going to be all sorted out in about half an hour's time and then I can come and chill out. Until then, you have a veritable world of entertainment surrounding you as we speak.
4: God, you to sound like my dad. Go outside and do something. Oh my goodness.
3: <laughs>
0: um, how are we all legends?
3: Good, good. Not bad. I'm uh, I'm just eyeing off that uh, nice little bit of Dada. tech that Sticks has got there in the background.
0: Ah, oh, look at that. That is specifically placed, isn't it Stix?
3: <laughs> hey
0: Sticks <laughs> It's not me for once <laughs> No it's not It's Sticks
2: Six-y-ba. Six-y-ba. Um, It's
0: not you it's, it's not me It's you uh, How good was Tim
2: oh, hey, so so good. hey That's where we talked about A couple of years ago When I went to Melbourne That's where I went
0: Yeah Yep Zero <laughs> latency, yeah. Yeah. What an absolute legend. Um, and as you could tell by the chat, just so... I mean, obviously, it's his field, but so incredibly knowledgeable about the space. Um, so he's going to be a good bloke to get back on.
3: It's mm. VR. When
2: you're not connected by a cable and you're free-roaming, it's VR's the next level. Mm. Pretty anyone hasn't done it. And that thing you said about the heights, so that's where I, um, I don't remember. I was playing this game where... You're in a spaceship and I was on top of some air conditioning vents with a free drop either side and I literally got vertigo from it, even though I was on, in real life I was on solid ground. It was quite bizarre. <laughs>
0: we're at cool. a place called vertigo. To go. Um, now guys, before we get into some of the stuff that we're going to talk about tonight, I was meant to post this half an hour ago, or at least schedule it for half an hour ago, but I'm going to do it live. I decided to do it live. Uh, we're live on the front page of Twitch. We're into the podcast as we speak, guys. Are you ready for the next reveal? Drum roll for twelve games of Christmas.
2: Christmas. Yes.
4: Yeah, I, I could go for it.
2: <laughs>
0: Hey sticks, I think your internet's still One. cooked. Sticks. Yep, definitely still cooked. <laughs> um, Guys, can you... Can, any guesses? Dan, you're not allowed to guess because you have I already... Know. You've already seen it. Uh, nah, stick still cooked. What do you mean? Oh, no, that's better. There we go. Are you
4: you're good now.
0: You're good now. So I'll just stay off camera then. Um, any guesses?
2: Swift hit PLE, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. To be honest, Ben, I can't remember. <laughs> I, just like, I can't remember either.
4: <laughs> I, could, I can, but I don't want to say one in case it's one that's coming a lot later. That's yeah, supposed yeah. to be yeah. a big secret. So I have no idea.
0: All right. So for those of you who have never heard of this before, or um, are watching this for the first time and hearing this every year for the past couple of years, and this is our third year, we do the twelve games at Christmas. 12 Games of Christmas is basically our um, Christmas love affair with gaming. You know how all of the different uh, gaming publications and stuff do like a Christmas gift gaming guide sort of thing? This is our version of it. Except what we do is we go ahead, we go out there, we find the amazing brand partners, and then they actually give us the stuff to give away as presents to our audience. So... Overnight and a round of applause for these legends. We had PLE Computers, who are just such wonderful supporters of Game on Australia, have been since virtually day dot. Thank you very much, PLE Computers. Um, we, for the first 12 days, reveal brand partners, and then for the second 12 days, we open up entries and we reveal what those partners have actually given us to give away. Right now, it is time for our second reveal. You guys, can I have drum rolls, please?
4: My to asleep. I don't want to wake her up.
0: Oh no! Fair <laughs> enough, guys. The second brand is oh, Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast. Amazing. So good.
2: Calm your farm, you guys. Calm your farms. <laughs> um, can, can I? Can I just say too? I think why we celebrate Christmas so much is because, as gamers. There's always shit to buy us for Christmas. Like you never hear someone who knows a game say, saying, "I don't know what to buy them for Christmas." There's always something. That's why Christmas is so bloody good for gamers.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, mate. hundred percent.
2: <laughs> Xbox
0: okay. Series X. RDX, <laughs> I need to
2: get one. So I think even I Sands would have, chance, but have trouble getting an Xbox Series X for me. Mm. Elves, elves can't make them fast enough. Um, So Wizards of the Coast, are
0: our next brand, Um, and if you guys go to the tweet, Twitter, or hit gameonoz.com and see the big post that's there on the homepage, uh, you'll get all the information that you need to know. So welcome Wizards of the Coast, Um, we can look forward to Dungeons and Dragons gear you guys, Uh, I'm not going to say specifically what, but we have got the best year of gifts that we've ever had, ever. We've got such an incredibly balanced year. There's tech, there's uh, tabletop, there's games themselves, there's AAAs, there's indies, uh, you name it, it's in there this year. So, so many exciting things um, to get through over the next few days. All right, I am going to hit tweet on that. All right, gamers, you've waited long enough. Our second brand partner for the 12th game of Christmas is Wizards. All the information you need to know. Enter. Yaw, retweet and tell us what you think. They'll be gifting.
4: <sighs> Can I hit with the Shameless self plug and chat.
0: Of course. <laughs> oh, that feels good, you guys. That feels really good. Um, How are we all doing?
4: Quite amazing. amazing huh? Yeah, good.
0: Amazed balls?
4: Amazed balls. That's good. Oh, all the balls. All the balls. So many amazing balls. Amazing and otherwise. Um, an unspecified amount of balls.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the actual hell? right?
4: <laughs> tried to get first, but... Balls. Sorry. Alright, Got me on, I swear.
0: Uh, we've got 23 minutes to piss about, so who wants to go first? Let's go with Reflex. I'm nominating Reflex.
3: Oh, there you
4: go. Fla- Flexy! What have you got? Alright, alright. What have I got? i got a couple of things, actually. Um... Obviously, two big things uh, happening this month. One of them was an overnight surprise for those of you who are system builders and planning on going for a thirty seventy. You might want to uh, you might want to park that idea um, because we have all been just out of the water, blown, gone, taken out by the surprise announcement of the thirty sixty Ti, which. Dollar for dollar, is so close to the 3070 that I would hate to have bought a 3070, and have been told about the 3060 Ti, you know, two months later. Because what do you what specs, do you mean
0: what do you mean close? Like how close are we talking here? Fifteen like
4: percent. Wow. Shit. Like fifteen percent. 2080 Ti. 2080 super kind of power. It's it's not bad for the price point that they've put it at. Um, for example, I bought. One of my twenty eighty supers. I had two. I've sold them. I bought one for sixteen hundred New Zealand dollars, and now they're supposed to be the thirty sixty Ti. The guesses are around nine hundred New Zealand and about eight fifty Oz. Because for some reason, you guys get a better deal, even though our dollars are so close. What was I that thought you were doing? The, I thought you were doing the tear at me there, Dan. I thought you <laughs> No, they're um. The basically a little bit about them. The the specs: fifteen percent, you know, boost clock one point six seven gigahertz versus the thirty seventies one point seven three. I mean, on paper, it's not a lot. Um, they've both got eight gigs of GDDR six memory. They're both two fifty six bit. Um, thirty sixty Ti does require two hundred watts of power supply usage, and they recommend a six hundred watt power supply. And also, if you are looking at building a budget build and don't want to spend a shitload of money on a power supply then you'll be lucky you'll be happy to know that it only requires one eight pin power supply plug uh, pci express plug and they're retailing at 399 usd and obviously as that goes taxes all that stuff when we get them it's going to be double and then some but yeah that's what we're looking at for that and night shepherds question can you put them in sli no only the thirty ninety is SLI liable, and if you have six and a half thousand dolary dues to buy two of them, go for it. But uh,
3: my sorry, what
4: is what is, what
0: is that, uh, as someone who's not as technically savvy as you, what's SLI yep. mean?
4: Uh, SLI or Scalable Link Interface. If you want me to go full nerd on it, okay. Um, basically, means two cards side by side, and you put a little bridge on the top of them, and then you have the power of two cards give or take if the game supports it it's a it's a dying technology it's not a big thing anymore it used to be really big back in the early 2000s but developers don't really make games for them anymore that support two cards it's now recommended to buy big cards and that's why the 3080 doesn't have that ability is because the 3090 is meant at is, is aimed the 3090 does because it's aimed at like development studios you know people who need to use a huge amount of video memory. All that stuff. That's what that's aimed at. That's why it's so expensive.
3: Unreal.
4: So, good news, good surprise. The 3060 Ti will be an, available to buy tomorrow, from what I've seen. I know our retailers here are saying 3am New Zealand time, um, which I can only imagine would be midnight and 10pm, given whatever side of the coast you're on, give or take an hour. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I do have one other bit of news. Uh, I was going to wait until next week for this, but given the fact that it's actually going to be released uh, on the 9th, which is podcast day, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be released. Is going to be released. No more No, no more of this delay shit. It's coming. I swear hey, to God. Mate, they're
3: still awake. They're still awake, mate. Give it time. You, you shut up.
4: <laughs> you shut your mouth. It's happening. But one thing I thought I'd point out is... Uh, just some real-world people who are actually in there um, a couple of people that I know I haven't heard of but are also um, you know stage actors and actresses who are playing main parts for either NPCs or quest givers or you know your, your party member or however the game does it. I don't know but I just sort of point out three of interest obviously we all know the first one Johnny Silverhand Keanu Reeves everybody knows who that is you know if you don't what rock have you been living under? Um, he plays the main pro slash antagonist because he's on your side, but he wants you to fuck shit up on my French. Um,
0: did I get a, did I get a bit of a, um, fight club vibe out of the stuff that we're starting to see about Johnny Silverhand? Yeah. He's a,
4: he looks like like he's kind of, it looks
0: like he's kind of dead. Yeah, but like so. So for those of you who haven't seen Fight Club, I'm sorry, but we're thirty odd years down the track now. You should have have watched it. Spoiler alert! But um, you know, essentially, (laughs) old mate uh, isn't real. First
2: rule at Fight Club,
0: Pete. Uh, yeah no, all right. Yeah, but that's that's the that's the vibe that I'm getting about Johnny Silverhand, and I think we're starting to actually see the plot come to life.
4: Yeah, that that was that was shown in the trailer. Um, If you haven't seen the trailer for the Johnny Silverhand trailer. Um, you see how and why he becomes a thing. Um, I won't go into it, obviously, for time's sake, but look at, watch the trailer, pay attention, and you'll you'll see how Johnny Silverhand becomes a thing to you. Um, now, two other people. Uh, one who is uh, an, an Australian news games journalist, Alana Pierce, who had announced that she is uh, in the game. She's been 3D modelled and placed in the Nomad... Uh, storyline. That's pretty much all we know. She was obviously under NDA and couldn't say much, but she dropped a tweet about two months ago now, saying, I'm in the game, this is me, I'm a nomad, that's where you'll find me in the storyline, yeah, check me out. Um, I know I definitely checked her out, but that's another story. Uh, and moving on... You naughty boy. Um, it's the internet, it's free. Uh, the third one that you may or may not heard of, um, Elon Musk girlfriend uh grimes the musician plays uh lizzie Wizzy, the cybernetic superstar of um of cyberpunk she is in the game as a musician in both in fact she's doing it in the real world she's doing it in the virtual world um so yeah if, if you've never heard of grimes or her music can recommend uh, her song "2AM" if you do like it. If if you like it, cool. If you don't, hey, you gave it a go. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm super excited for Cyberpunk. You know, Lord knows this guy here is going to be a big part of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's me. I think huge. Let, that's me. For this I, week,
2: I've got I've got uh, one point on that. Now they say release dates at but We all know it's going to come with a massive update, which means we won't be it till the tenth. Right?
4: No, no, no. <laughs> you four in Australia won't be playing it. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I saved you a speed test.
2: Saw, I saw your speed <laughs> test, you bastard, yeah. That's yeah. not nice. <laughs> hey, hey, Pete, remember, so when, when we start a Game On, Pete and I had to think about who gets get set the first game. Here's the new challenge for everyone on the screen and everyone watching and listening. The first Game On Australia community member or member to get in a game. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> There's the challenge. My all, right. Is on straight, all right, straight. All right,
3: straight's got it. Okay. Funny you say that. I do have a friend in game development. I might say <laughs> yeah. they can do.
2: Challenge accepted, guys.
3: Challenge
2: accepted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, hey, uh, Stixy Poo. Yes, sir. You said Flexi stole your thunder.
5: He did, man. <laughs> I was going to talk about this crap. No, I wasn't talking about graphics card. Um, my. I'm other sorry. Thing that I was doing. Nah, it's all good. But... Oh. Um, but it was more about the history behind having to wait eight years of what has happened since 2012 when Cyberpunk was originally announced.
3: What I do you mean? Article
5: on, I found an article on PC Gamer that was launched yesterday, and they've actually done every single major event since Cyberpunk was initially announced. And the read of it is fascinating. Of just seeing, like. Every stumble that's happened, and every sort of recovery, and every major event that, that's gone on, and as someone who has had a slight interest in the game, like thinking that it's only had a couple of years of issues, not realising that it's been eight years, and now we're in single days away from it being released, it was just yeah, it was quite incredible to see the the history of it. So if you, if you want to give me two minutes, I can chuck a few little interesting <clears throat> points in there. Well, I've got it,
0: I've got it up here. This is a um, uh, for those of you the watching on Twitch,
5: James
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one there, uh, yeah. A day ago. So, for those who... And by the way, hello69 underscore ace underscore 420. Geez, you've rolled a few... Uh, you've rolled a few rippers into that one, haven't you, mate?
4: <laughs> must have just come from playing Call of Duty.
0: Clearly. Uh, underscore your mum. Um, oh, got him. I, uh, so, here it is. A look back at the eight-year wait for Cyberpunk 2077. A timeline of announcements, trailers, controversies, and delays. Um, this is comprehensive isn't it and you can actually you can jump to the different years so yeah you can
5: start in 2012 uh... so the initial announcement in 2012 yeah uh, we've got a new game from CD project red um, just from a little animated logo Um, 2013 we shoot forward to a a teaser trailer yeah and that was literally it in January there was it went completely blank for another year there was no news in 2014 2015 is when Witcher 3 obviously got launched, so there was a lot of hype around the CD Projekt Red uh, games and what was going on there. Um, but then, kind of in the background, people were saying, "Well, yeah, there's a sizable team working on 2077." So, you know, there's a there's a lot going on there, which apparently was a lot more people at the time that were working on 2077 than what they were on Witcher 3. 2016, um, the government, uh, the the Polish government, gave CD Projekt Red um seven million dollars i believe us um as part of what was classified as research and development from the government to help with the entertainment industry um and then the announcement of multiplayer news things like that we flash forward to 2017 um there was a bit of an extortion attempt of people getting their hands on what was believed to be uh the early design and and you know information about that but then CD Projekt Red actually had to come out and say well get bent it was the words I used in the article nothing mm-hmm. of threat um, but just good publicity of course
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah now we're starting to get into the meat hey 2018 is where we start yeah. to see multiple things happening yeah
5: the first bit on Twitter after a four year like hiatus of just nothing and it was literally just a tweet that had star beat star that was it there was nothing yep. else it was just kind of well hang on we've, we've roared back to life here June, we finally get a bit of a sneak peek, a um, few things at E3, a few people got to see things behind the scene. Um, August, we got a gameplay demo, um, but really it was just a combination of trailers and, and GIFs and things like that. Um, go back to that government grant in October and, and we're seeing a bit more of um, what CD Project Red was doing in bringing in uh, digital scapes for what was, quote unquote, a long, long-term strategic cooperation. Um, but they didn't outright say it was for multiplayer development, considering that's what um, Digital Scapes specialise in. January we finally get uh, oh sorry, um, the head writer leaves C D Project Red to go to Blizzard. So we've had another hiccup there. Hmm. <laughs> um, June we see the E three uh, Keanu Reeves trailer. Um, at you know, so obviously the crowd's going nuts and I believe that was where Breath-taking. the breathtaking yeah that man it's hard to believe that's nearly uh, two years ago it is <laughs> yeah. so hard to believe that's insane yeah. and then yeah August uh, of 2019 the demo of the 15 minute trailer and uh, sorry 15 minute trailer demo play where it was revealed that it was kind of a first person style game which was you know really I, I think you could have been on, on the fence of both sides of going well hang on CD Project Red is supposed to be a third person you know that style game now we're going first person it's yeah, so, there's that, and then, <laughs> I love this one, September 19th, uh, 2019. Terrible news, CD Project Red confirms that, no, you can't make sweet Side so I love the Keanu Reeves.
0: Oh, it's a
4: bit of a lull? <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, no, if it's I'm, as uh, moddable yeah. as The Witcher
4: was, you can. It's <laughs> just, yeah, no, 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 no. it's just any minute now.
5: We'll get a, we'll get a, uh, a hot copy style one. For yep, that'll be
4: it. That'll be it, just watch all the Karens lose their shit, that'll be exactly.
5: great. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, yeah, we get the soundtrack. Our announcements and then obviously the delays start kicking on thanks to COVID in twenty twenty, but just, just some amazing like timelines of of you know eight years at I the moment you have a think to yourself, what were you doing eight years ago in twenty twelve? Like these guys started making the game and now they're finally starting to see the fruits of their labour. Touchwood we're eight, <clears throat> nine days away.
0: <laughs> I was twenty seven. Uh, yeah. and I was Were you still over in Brisbane? Yeah I was. Yeah, first yeah, year in in Brisbane. So
3: Far out, mate. That's nuts. Um, just that's, going back just quickly. That's console generation just quietly. Yeah, uh, quietly. That is, yes.
4: Yeah. yeah. It, there's a Reddit post. Someone collated everything that's gone on between when it was announced and, you know, next week. What's happened? World
5: or <clears> or yeah, everything. Gaming, everything. Wow.
4: It's it's a big list for eight years, <laughs> but it's it's quite a good read.
2: Can, can you imagine their Christmas party this year? There's going to be drugs oh. and hookers, <laughs> guns, oh, It's got to go off. Maybe they get another government an in Poland. <laughs> um, June
0: 2019 was also the announcement for the initial release date, April 16, yeah. 2020, um, mm. was when we were first meant to see it. And then obviously, yeah, everything happened. That's wild. Um, PCgamer.com. And if you go Googling a look back at the seven-year wait for Cyberpunk 2077... Uh, obviously, we've just been scrolling through that for those of you watching on Twitch, but if you're listening to this on the podcast, hello to you. And uh, yeah, there it is. Um, and by and the by way... the time the
5: podcast goes live, we'll be literally a week away.
0: 100%. Um, just quickly, hi right. one Perseus, one Lon 10. I, th- I think that's correct. Um, and now 69Ace420 has said, this is Christian Pete, but I don't know where the emphasis is because there's no commas or anything. So it could be, <laughs> this is Christian Pete... Or it could be, this is Christian Pete, and is just a very devout, proud Christian person whose name is Pete. Uh, so I'm not 100% right, helping, sure, but...
4: Like helping your Uncle Jack off a horse or helping your Uncle Jack off a horse? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, uh, just quickly, because we'll, uh, we'll, we're getting close to having to hand things over to uh, Lukey Bangers, but and we'll get to, to um, the big question in just a moment. Jack and Jim, you got anything to uh, light us up?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to highlight, it's a little bit old news now, it happened a week or two ago, but um, there's a Smash Brothers Melee um, tournament company called Big House, and they run, run Smash Brothers Melee tournaments, so this is a GameCube game, so 17 years old, or something like that, and of course, with COVID going on, they didn't want to get everybody in the one place, so they've been trying to do something to get everything online. Now, unfortunately, the way they have to do that is through unofficial mods. and In particular, there's a mod called Slippy, which allows for online play. Unfortunately, it also means you need to emulate the game. So Nintendo have come in and gone, we'd like you not to do that. Please don't do that. And Big House have gone, well, how else are we supposed to do this? And Nintendo's gone, Well, we don't care. Um, <laughs> and is a very Nintendo but, thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And so then Big House has gone... Well, we're still going to do it. And then lawyers have gotten involved and cease and desist later and they've had to cancel their tournament.
5: Were they running the emulators on Xboxes? Is that what I, I read somewhere?
3: I can't... I didn't... I sort of only looked at the, the details of Slippy itself a little bit, but I didn't really go in depth into it. I'm not quite sure what they were running it on, but yeah, I they... I saw something I on just,
5: Twitter during the week that they were saying that the Xbox Series X, someone had managed to run a third-party program somewhere almost like a... Modern vintage solo. gamer. Actually,
3: yeah. I did read something. I think I was reading it today. Somebody yep. has emulated PlayStation 4 on, on PlayStation. the sorry. Xbox. PS2. PS2. Oh, 2. PS2 sorry. Modern yeah,
4: vintage man. gamer. Um, just mm. quickly, the Xbox can go into full Windows 10 mode, which means Windows 10 applications can be emulated. So mm. they brought in Retro uh, Arch or something, whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't use emulators, which has a PS2 emulator in it. And pop the PS2 disc in, and it does a better job than Sony's console, so that's wow. kind of embarrassing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Um... Oh, I did see that story, yeah. But is... mm-hmm. uh, Unit Ready 2077, thanks for the follow, mate, and welcome to the community. Um, join the Discord, brother, you'll love it. Now, um... yeah, is it... this is interesting, just reading a little bit through some of this story um, and just how far Nintendo has gone with regards to the yeah. Smash community. And it's aggressive copyright informant. Most of the Smash Brothers community uses Melee. So that's that's mm-hmm. Game GameCube. Hasn't been sold for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2013, it ordered EVO, which is the world's largest fighting game tournament to shut down a planned Melee event. Then they reversed the decision. But the thing is, Nintendo's been so enamored with... Um, oh, God. I don't play it, so it always escapes my mind. But the first-person shooter, there's two versions of it. And it's Splatoon. Thank you. Splatoon 2, in particular, with trying to create an esport out of that, that they've just never. I don't know why they've never thrown their support as an organization behind Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers is huge, and it is by far the best competitive esport that Nintendo has representing it, without a
3: doubt. I think the thing without Nintendo is, is that they don't like fighting games, and Splatoon yeah. is probably. It's the most Nintendo shooter you can make because the objective isn't to shoot other people and kill them, it's to paint the whole thing. It's it's painful. Yeah. So and though they, they also tend not to look back either. They don't like going back to their older stuff. Just look at the crappy port of 3D All Stars that they've released. You know, there's it's there wasn't a lot of effort that went into that and it's and it shows. Um so and and they want everybody on the latest and greatest, but they also don't want—they don't want violence, really. Like, like it's then, a surprise that games like Doom end up on yeah. Switch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was going to
4: say they're about to release the next, the latest Doom hmm, on Switch, like next exactly. week.
3: Yeah. Like, but the top level Nintendo games, games, games you, you know, the Animal Crossing came out, Mario, which you know has limited cartoony sort of violence. But even Smash Brothers, they refer to as a party game, not a fighting game. Yeah. yeah uh,
0: and that's and that's uh, and that's fine. I mean, if you want to do your best to turn a blind eye. But I'm sorry, Nintendo, to break this to you. It's a fighting game and it's one of your most successful IPs in the history of Nintendo. <laughs> like April twenty eighteen to March twenty nineteen, Ultimate sold thirteen point eight million units compared to Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, ten point six three million units together. Mm-hmm. Mario Party, which is their party game. 6.4 million units, so not even half of what it sold. Mario 8, Kart 8 Deluxe, which is you know one of their absolute jewels in the crown, 7.47 million units. So you can't you can't tell me that they shouldn't be throwing their weight behind this and and acknowledging it um, and going. Sorry, it's just a party game because we don't condone violence. Like it, it's just it beggars belief. At some point, someone's yeah. going to come in and go, guys, let's be honest with each other. You aren't we? I mean, the genre is action fighting, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. There's no blood. There's no splatter. Like, it's, you know, anyway. Anyway. But there's another reason why I
3: simultaneously love Nintendo and hate them.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep.
3: There's right. so much good stuff, and then they do so much crap stuff.
0: Jane, uh, <laughs> Nintendo's just been Nintendo. That's that's what yeah. it's done now. Um, a few little question in the chat there on Twitch. Hey, Dan. Oh. Yep um all right sorry to move us on just quickly straight anything else off the back of that uh
3: nope that's all i had
0: rock and roll uh dan hit us big question before we hand things over to Luki bangers
2: all right so it's not so much a big question this week it's a big statement now my daughter the other day caught uh on tv um uh mariah carey all dressed up in christmas and she says oh isn't that cool mariah carey loves christmas I said, no bloody wonder she loves Christmas. She gets a shit ton of money every time Christmas comes around. <laughs> that stupid bloody song, right? So, as gamers, this is the, this week's big statement. All I want for Christmas is blank. And you guys need to fill it out. Okay. Me, Xbox Series X, please. Right. Thank you. Um,
0: as in, an announcement, or do you want the game just to suddenly miraculously <laughs> appear?
5: Yes. 25th of December. It's on shelves.
4: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. I mean, there was the teaser that came out if, if the with the six in the dirt, if you saw that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean,
2: well,
5: I mean get you your go.
4: tinfoil hats, kids. It's happened. <laughs> the government's watch. Uh, what?
5: <laughs> what? <laughs> We've just gone to that Always Sunny in Philadelphia looking. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> sticks, what about you, mate? All I want for Christmas. I want a new 4K TV with with 2.1 HDMI so I can finally come to the world of... Oh, I want that as well. Mm -hmm. Me too, please.
4: I was hoping you would say a perfectly aligned Sony logo, but TV's good. (laughs) Like I said, if
5: I'm looking at the Sony logo, I'm not playing the game. Uh, Straight jacket, GM. I'll
3: I'll settle for a new chair so that we don't get this. Yeah.
2: That can mean mean other things too. Yeah. Um, all I want
0: for Christmas is peace, love, and happiness around the world, guys. That's, uh, that's uh, not going
5: to play Wanker. Uh, <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, he's playing
2: Cod,
5: yeah.
0: Um, I want my PlayStation 5. Uh, I am loving to death and I'm so thankful to have the Xbox Series X. I absolutely do. Um, but I would love to pair that
5: up with... Uh, Did the- you pre-order one? No, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. So I don't want to get anyone's hopes up or anything like that. But across a lot of um, PS5, Xbox, um, Facebook pages that I'm a member of, there's been releases out this week. A good friend of mine actually managed to Jag Two purely be- and and not for any other reason, than the fact that he pre-ordered one a week after it came out, and it was promised in 2021 he was going to get it. That was through uh, which retailer was that? I think that might have been EB. And then about three weeks ago, JB Hi-Fi did a pre-release um, and it was very limited. He has a friend who works at JB, so he managed to Jag one. So the plan was he was going to get one, sell it to a friend at cost. No dramas. They both came out over the weekend. Now, other people have been reporting they've been walking into EB as a bit of a, you know, oh, I'll test my arm. Have you got any retail stock? I've seen five different posts today alone. Or Xbox One, PlayStation of people walking into EB and actually buying a retail stock next gen console.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Hold on to your hats. Yeah. Get in there. I'm going to test that theory tomorrow. <laughs> Give a crack. You never know. Good. Um, bloody fantastic. Okay. Fingers crossed and hopeful. Because I'm starting to see a lot of those Facebook posts that you've been talking about. And uh, like yeah. a lot of them are my mates who pre ordered their PS5s and were well, like, uh, damn, I'm waiting to next year. And now I'm seeing the. And everybody's doing the same post. Everybody's doing a baby announcement
5: post. <laughs> or, or doing what I did and, and having it um, locked in a seatbelt in your front seat. Yeah, a, yeah <laughs> 100%. We're the human. I mean, I use the example of um, Raph Barmer, one of the guys from the community. I think he wasn't getting his till next year and got a phone call over the weekend to say, come pick it up. Wow. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he got Wing. his. Yep. Huge.
4: I'm waiting for Vodafone to get them back in because they have got a partnership with Sony this year so sure. I can throw in on the account because COVID's bankrupted me, but that's fine.
5: Dan, you should <laughs> ask off to see if they've got any... Uh, yeah. Little... yeah, good luck with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Um, that'll wrap us up for tonight. Thanks, everybody, for jumping on for tonight. It's bloody uh, marvellous. What an episode indeed, as always. Uh, big thanks to Roosie, Tim Roos from Zero Latency VR as well
5: Yeah, for that
0: say. fantastic mm. chat. Um, good luck, mate, with the opening of Sydney, uh, but it's going to be amazing. Um, guys, we're actually aside from you, sorry, Flexi, but the rest of us over here in Perth, we've got to get over to bloody um, got to get over to the one here in Perth. So, oh yeah. might look at doing that.
4: Yeah, thanks. Um, sorry, Flexi. <laughs> I did ask a couple of times if you were going to ask me if there was any chance of one in New Zealand, but nah, it's cool. I'll just sit here and wait. <laughs> <light. laughs>
0: um. Hey, uh, one other thing, 12 Games of Christmas, just a reminder if you've just joined us or uh, for those of you who need a reminder at this back end of the podcast, you're listening all the way through, thank you, um, that 12 Games of Christmas is happening. It's cranking. It's amazing. PLE Computers, you legends. Thank you, Wizards. Uh, of the Coast, you legends. Thank you. First two reveals and so many more to come. We've got tech, we've got tabletop, we've got games this year. The genuine
5: the scope. The biggest and the best we've done.
0: Oh, it's uh, three we'll years three years running. It's our third annual it. Um, and it is monstrous and when uh, we're not joking when we say there's over $5,000 worth
5: of prizes there. And um, I'm not easy. We can't enter. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it's it. Awesome. I'm, the, I'm the one who...
0: Oh, mate, Australia I'm the one
5: who... Just tickle everyone's balls in, in anticipation. <laughs> mate. And there is some amazing stuff there. It's huge. I don't want to yeah. bust my
0: ass for the past couple of months getting it all organised. I'm gutted that I can't <laughs> enter either. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Thanks, guys. Lucky Bangers is coming up next. And Go, uh, Have a great weekend in gaming. And as we always say, daddy boy.
2: Don't forget to bloody save, you bastards. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> See you.
2: Bye.